Folks, welcome back to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll hit you with our Sunday episode here. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the WWE draft that's coming up. The rumor has it it's going to be on July the 11th, I believe, from Detroit on Raw that week. Um, but there's no reason we can't do a few mock drafts between now and then, kind of like Mel Kuyper Jr. does with the NFL. Um here, this is Aaron. I don't know if I said that or not yet. I'm here with two chains. How are you today, man? Call me two Rache chains today. Woo! <laughs> um, What's Happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Shouts out to all the men and women who have served, who are serving, and their families who support them while they serve and Give us the the freedom and the liberties. Uh, us in Illinois, our state government's not providing as many of those at the moment, but <laughs> you know we'll persevere, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. So there a lot's been made about um, a match that's part of New Japan's Best of the Super Junior, um, the twenty third edition of this tournament. And the way that if you're not familiar with it, the way this works in New Japan is they kind of have. It's kind of like cruiserweights if you want to compare it to an American name, and they have a, they have tournament they have um, two blocks a block uh, block A has a group of wrestlers it's like I don't know eight or ten, and same thing with block B block A competes against each other over the course of like two weeks I think it's kind of like a round robin type of gimmick and you get a point I believe for every match you win, and uh, whoever the top point getters are in block A and block B wrestle in the finals. Um, on the last day of the best of the Super Junior kind of event cycle, which is coming up, I believe it's the, it's either the same day as Takeover or it's the day after. It's pretty close to Takeover next week, though. Yep. Last year, the finals was Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida, what was one of my matches of the year, and they actually wrestled on the opening night of this, and Kyle O'Reilly won this time. Kushida won last year. I'm in the middle watching that match. But the match that people are freaking out about is Ricochet and Will Ospreay. And the reason for... Well, I guess people online really started to mark out about the match. I think that's how you and I both heard of it, 2 chains, because mm-hmm. ain't no way I'm watching every single night of this thing. There's too much wrestling mm-hmm. to watch. Um, but the controversy started... I'm going to read a quote here. Um, Vader, Big Van Vader, who has his own, you know legendary career not only in the states but also in japan so a lot of like gifts and stuff leaked out on twitter from the match after it happened and just how people thought it was crazy and vader uh criticized them and said it was a memorized gymnastics routine and that it, it makes him saddened to see wrestling uh headed in this direction and um i think he he kind of speak he was speaking to the fact of all the different high spots and like maybe not necessarily he I guess the his big thing was that they weren't telling a story they were doing a lot of spots and not really selling maybe although I thought there was quite a bit of selling in the match but 
a lot of people kind of came to the defense of the match. Ricochet put a pretty lengthy post up defending the creativity of the match. The Young Bucks came out in support of them. Um, I think Xavier Woods came out and supported Ricochet today. Cedric Alexander, MVP, Joey Ryan. Talking. To, what's I that? Like to, I like to think that uh, Big E's tweet was kind of with Vader. What did he say? I didn't see that one. I reposted it. Let me, let me read it. Yeah. But anyway, while you're looking for that, just to kind of give my take on things. So I, uh, I, I had, sorry, did you find it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, and I quote, he said, too much crowd pleasing, all inspiring action. Didn't give a fans a chance to chant something random or to do the wave. Now, you know. <laughs> I like that. I'm a big fan of Big E, both in the ring, social media, and in person. Cool guy, great career. And I I see his point, but, you know, watching it, it being just fresh right now. Yeah, like you literally just watched it before we got on the air. Right. I have to say that the first about 11 minutes of the match, and I think the match is about 18 minutes long, first 11 minutes of the match, I can see, sort of say, I know. I'm sorry. The first 11 minutes of the match was was just a, a, a full blown. I ain't gonna say technical, but just a traditional type of match with two super juniors. Um, there was there wasn't so many spots, but um, perfect execution was not sloppy at all. Um, but towards the end of it, the last um, the last seven minutes, I would say was really spotty. But nonetheless, it, it, it Biggie, I, I can't agree with him because like this is awesome was was chanted, which I was very surprised at being that it was, it was a Japanese crowd. Mm-hmm. And from that spot on the side, the bump on the side of the ropes, and Jesus Christ, like, I had my mouth wide open, and I, I couldn't believe it, but, um, yeah, the, 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 I like to say the New Japan crowd is, is hard to, you know, to win over, it's sort of saying in certain spots, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see the controversy, and I don't agree with Big E or Vader's comments at all, you know? Yeah, I like I, I guess I kind of went into it, you know, knowing what Vader said and knowing that people were freaking out about the match. I saw like I've tried not to see much, but I did see the one gif of that spot on the outside of the ring where it was like kind of a reversal through the ropes type of thing with us. You know, it was bonkers. Um, I, I also disagree with them. I mean, I, there's a lot of spot fest wrestling out there. I think Lucha Underground is uh, quite guilty of that in what little I've watched of them. I think Ring mm-hmm. of Honor is uh, guilty of that at times. I think there's mm-hmm. certain New Japan matches that are guilty of that at times. And while there was a lot of spots here, it was, um, you know, and I guess there might have been a time parameter because you said it was only 18 minutes, and these guys probably mm-hmm. could have done 30 easy. Um, mm-hmm. They went out there with the intention of stealing the show, and, you know, they did tell a story. The story was, you know, they were playing some catch-as-catch-can, like you said, in the front half of the match. Mm-hmm. Like, neither one of them could quite get the other. There was a lot of reversals and counters, and then they went bonkers mm-hmm. at the end, throwing everything they had at their opponent to win. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty hard and fast, you know, tried-and-true wrestling story right there. Yeah, um, the, the fans was definitely behind Ricochet, which I— believe he played the heel in this match based upon his uh I agree. His executions and yes um how he totally did buy into the crowd yes but after the while like the fans were just behind at both of them and it's just you know I, that storytelling to me when you know you you can definitely look in the ring and say this is a heel and this is a face 
where moves are, are dictating who they're portraying. But nonetheless, with the fans getting behind the match period, for them to stick to their guns, I believe that that is execute, uh, executing storytelling. And along with what you're saying as well, where in the beginning, they're trying to fill each other out. And, you know, nothing's working. But after a while, it's like, okay, some of these type of moves aren't going to work. That Here came um, submissions, you know, a lot of like, um, what's the word, um, like untraditional type of moves and stuff. I I, I was with it. I, I'm still looking for the controversy. I want somebody to write it in, in like plain line, like this is the controversy, you know? Well, I, I, I kind of get tired after a certain point of these veteran wrestlers who, by the way, I have all the respect in the world for Vader. He was on Boy Meets World, by the way, so come on now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I get tired of all these older wrestlers coming out and being like, oh, all these guys are a bunch of spot monkeys, this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, you know, there, there's certain, like I said before, there's certainly promotions or there's certainly wrestlers that are guilty of that at times. No question. Yeah. I'm not sure this was the most criminal case out there. And this, and again, this is coming from Vader, a guy who was a legit 300 and then some doing a moonsault. You know, yeah. you, you can talk about coming out and killing the heat of all the, other, you know, the wrestlers in the back by doing all these spots and kicking out of everything. But like, if you're a big man coming out and doing a moonsault, which, by the way, again, all the respect in the world for that. I love Vader. But couldn't you say that he was killing the heat for all the other big men in the back who cannot pull that off? Who have to yeah. come out and work a big man style and try to compete with something like that? It's like, come on, man. You were trying to make a name for yourself at one point, too. These guys are, right. you know, Ricochet's like 27 and Will Ospreay's only 23. You can believe yeah. that. Yeah. These guys are trying to make a name for themselves, too. And, 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 and to, the, to the point of not selling, okay, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at the smaller, faster, you know, Luchador's Cruiserweights or Super Juniors, and I say, you know, they're, they're not this John Cena type of person where it's the end of the match and they get this burst of energy to become Super Cena and win the match. Mm-hmm. They have this adrenaline from these high-flying moves and crowd responses that they get, that they counter Un, un like unrealistic moments it seems like encountered then instead of just traditionally just at the end and I'm more for that because you don't get such a predictable ending you know because uh, again you look at somebody like Cena and you're like oh well we know Super C is going to come at some point because he's their top guy and we know at some point that he pulls out a counter out the hat to, to end the match but like again the smaller guys they they feed off the energy, and they say, "Oh, this is the perfect spot for me to counter." You know, yeah, yeah. I like that much better. Yeah, I that and the finish too. I don't know how many rotations that Will Osprey got out of that like finishing slam. Yeah, that he count. That was I. I rewound it and showed it to my wife, and even she was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> So I guess our verdict then is that uh, we thought the match was awesome. Is it on your short list for match of the year? Yep, 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 yep. Because I can easily look back at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. What, what, what are we on this year? This is 13? Uh, no, Wrestle Kingdom 10. 10. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, right. So last year was 9. And this match definitely gives me the um, – uh, I'm drawing a blank. I keep wanting to say uh, Nakamura, um, AJ Styles. Who, who did AJ Styles uh, wrestle last year? Um, Last year, AJ worked Naito, and Nakamura worked. Um, uh, who was the? He was the guy that was at um, Takeover that they showed in the front row. Um, oh right, right. Uh, 
I was getting tongue tied too. Couldn't Who was it though? Why can't I? Um, Abushi, Kota Abushi. Abushi, yeah. yeah. Nah, definitely the Naito AJ Styles match. I get the same feel from this, although there was more storytelling to that. But obviously, it was a way more build up for it. But that was my match of the year last year, and that, and I get the same feel from that. And the only reason why this is absolutely not, I can just say like this is my match of the year because um, that that Nakamura. Um, um, Sami Zayn match is still the match of the year for me. I'm so I can't tell you how grateful I am that we were able to be there live for that. By the way, that was just <laughs> I say it all the time. Like man, <laughs> how many times have you gone back and watched that takeover since we got home from Dallas? Just watched it yesterday. Did you? <laughs> I um, <laughs> yeah, like, I think I've watched it like three times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my thing. We're like you know, get out the shower and uh, you know, start getting dressed and stuff. And I was like, I need something to watch. So I put that on. I was like, yeah. Can I can I tell you what I started going back and watching last night? And this is a great transition to our other topic before we get out of here because we like to keep the Sunday episode short. I um my cable provider as a, as a youngster and early in my high school career, we did not get UPN on our service. Uh-huh. UPN was who originally carried SmackDown when that show began, so I missed like the first several years of SmackDown. We got it shortly after um, WrestleMania 20 when Cena started making his run with the U.S. title um, following WrestleMania 20. So with the draft coming up again, I went back right to about where Brock left Raw and was exclusively on SmackDown, and then they did the whole draft thing. So I'm watching. I picked an episode from like September of 02, and I'm just going to watch them in order this summer. From there, just picked a random spot to start. They're doing this like thing where if you win, you get to stay in this like competition, and whoever makes it to the end, um, they get to face Brock. And I think Taker ends up winning it. I'm in the middle, but like Eddie is in full on mullet mode, and like Matt Hardy's approaching his V1 gimmick, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of. And Ray had like just debuted a few months before in WWE mm-hmm. on SmackDown, and. It was just, it's really cool to go back and see those now because I wasn't able to watch them. I can kind of see, yeah. you know, most of Brock's singles run um, that I didn't get to see following, shortly following that SummerSlam match with The Rock. So um, going into SmackDown and Raw, we're going to do a mock draft like Mel Kuyper Jr. Um, what do you I mean, want? Do you want Raw or do you want SmackDown? Oh, I got to take Raw after that, your campaign for SmackDown here. Cool. I, I, got, a, I got a quick question, though. Sure. That's that's interesting. So do you think that, um, you know, is that part of the WWE's uh, marketing to, you know, put some of that stuff on demand on, on you know, because, you know, they have their deal with Hulu where they have the short versions of Raw and SmackDown, which obviously doesn't show on the network. The network has um, the vote of, you know, older walls and SmackDown, mm-hmm. but not this stuff that you're watching. So is that like the third third tier to everything? Now the other episodes that you look for are now being on, on demand on cable networks? Is, is, is that what they're doing? Well, I'm, I know like after four weeks, they add everything that had just been on USA. Like the Raw you saw four weeks ago is probably on the network now. But mm-hmm. they've slowly added, because it's a lot of content if you think about it. Mm-hmm. They've slowly added Raws and SmackDowns, especially like classic eras. Like all the Attitude Era is pretty much up now. I don't think all the Nitros are up from like, you know, when it got really bad at the end. Like David nah. Arquette, Vince Russo, <laughs> Nitros. Nah. But um. No, I know that these SmackDowns have been around for a while because I randomly, like, last summer went back and watched the original draft just because, like, Marcellus and I were talking about it and I just 
wanted to go back and see what it was like. So it was on the network. Yeah, they, they've been slowly okay. adding them, okay. but okay. I I wonder if they'll make prior to this you know this draft if they'll make a collection you know those collection like playlists they put in there now right, right, of like right. big okay. draft moments like the Cena the Cena draft to Raw was clearly and this was 05 I'm talking about was clearly the biggest one out of all yeah. of them that was shocking at the time um I got that freaking spoiled for me because I had to work that night it was my high school job and someone spo- I think my brother spoiled it on the phone and I was taping it out of VHS <laughs> back at the house to watch Raw I was so mad but it was cool um my friend went to that one it was in St. Louis so I had a buddy that was at that Raw Okay, so we're going to do a mock draft. You're going to so, take Raw. I'll take SmackDown, and we want to do what? Our top five picks? So, let, yeah, let's lay out the rules here. So, basically, um, we'll, each of us will pick uh, five <laughs> Excuse me, uh, to start our brand, um, considering titles that are all on. Um, that are all on. Yeah, we'll just uh, assume everybody stables. that has a belt remains that champion through the draft yeah, at stable, this point. Stay stables and, um, you know, uh, are we going to bring? Is NST going to be in this? I've, I've seen mock drafts with some NST. Uh, well, why don't we do this? Center. Why don't we do this? Let's do. Let's each do ten picks, and we'll be each allowed to call up two talents from NXT. Okay. And it, and if they're a tag team, they can remain a tag team. All that. Okay. Sounds Does that good. sound good? And by the way, um, you got to think Stephanie and Shane are each going to be like a general manager in this thing. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. see Stephanie staying on Raw or do you think Shane gets Raw? Uh, Stephanie on Raw. I agree. I think the authority Stephanie needs to be on Raw. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll just let Raw take the first pick because you know Raw is going to be loaded by the time this is done if history's taught us anything. Yeah. So, right. number one pick. And, and I, I would say, like, we're going to try and keep it as realistic as possible. Like, you're not going to take, like, Sami Zayn number one overall, even though we love no, Sami Zayn. No, no, and, and, and no. My first pick is respectable. My first pick is going to be Shane, Shane McMahon because um, there's, there's the general manager role is a role for the show. It is a real thing. And it has a presence. And Shane McMahon has still got the buzz and the pop every time he comes out. I'm feeling his character. I'm feeling his role. I'm feeling off his match persuasions. And I'm buying what he's saying as a person and as a character. So Shane McMahon definitely is my first pick for Raw. Wait, I thought you just said he was going to be the GM of SmackDown. No, no, no. I Realistically, that's what I think is going to happen. Oh, you just <laughs> Oh, so we're just going to get nuts with this. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my if, this, if I'm going to roll and this is going to be my my pick. Oh my! We're looking at it is what's going to happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, a mock draft has to be real. <laughs> okay, okay. Like Mel Kiper is going to pick who he legit thinks is going to yeah. be number one. Okay, okay. Then yeah. So if we're going to, but no. But to to your point though, Shane is probably the number one babyface in that company right now. Let's be real. Who? No, Shane's definitely the number one baby face oh, in the yeah, company, so yeah, I get yeah. why you would go there, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I get you now, now, no. I get it. We're doing like realistically, what do we think is going to happen? Not what do we. What well, do I guess, like, we can have some fun with it too, but like, let's, like, uh, to be fair, like, Shane probably would never be a draft pick. Like, like don't draft well, Goldberg number two. That That's what I'm saying. Well, well, okay, on that note, do you think that's really going to happen, though? Do you think they're not going to have a draft and they're, go- and they're not going to say which which one of those managers are going to go to which show? I think, think they're going to represent the show automatically. 
I think what I think Vince will predetermine that, and he'll say, "You get this show, you get this show. We're going to have a draft. It's time to shake things up again." Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. But again, we know very little about it. It hasn't even been acknowledged on television. You think you'd got to think they're going to say something about it tomorrow. Especially yeah. with Cena coming back, that just feels like such a nice way to reset. And I think it makes Money in the Bank so much more intriguing. But we're going to get there soon. But okay, let's okay. read. Let's redraft okay. your number one pick now. <laughs> okay, so again, if I'm wrong, um, I believe that. Raw's first pick. Uh, Raw is definitely considered uh, WWE's most, uh, you know, their prestigious show. Their, 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 what's the word they use? Their, you know, their trademark. Flagship. You know, flagship. There we go. Yeah. My boy. Their flagship show. And, you know, in order for it to, speak, to, to be and to keep that, you know, that title, I believe that um, their most prestigious title also needs to stay with the show. Which is the uh, World WWE Heavyweight Championship. So, uh, with with that being said, I believe that Roman Reigns will be Raw's first pick um, easily. That's a, a very excellent choice, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I think he is kind of that mainstream champion that Vince and the company wants, and he needs to be on the most mainstream, you know, solidified show. I think he belongs on Raw, and I a lot of people, including Meltzer, has said that they hear Cena's going to end up as the anchor of smackdown and i don't see it i think cena needs to stay on raw to anchor that show and i think we need to build up to a john cena roman reigns title match whether that's SummerSlam or beyond so i'm gonna leave cena on the table for you and i'm gonna take seth rollins because i think they need to separate these two eventually because i think rollins just the work rate he does and how people perceive him as a, a world champion caliber Performer, I don't. I don't think you can have him and Roman coexist long term, without kind of harming Roman as he's still being built up. So I'm going to take Rollins with my first pick for SmackDown, and I would expect him to be the bearer of their new world title, assuming they they do two world titles like I think they're going to do. So I take Seth Rollins. Your number two. My number two, uh, you know, to to go off of your point a little bit is that. Um, Roman Reigns will need help as being a top guy. He's not superly over with the fans. Um, and you need somebody that could compliment him that won't, you know, that, that won't hurt him, but you know, he's able to build a, a babyface storyline with when needed and um, something he's a little bit familiar with. with. And um, again, I, I have to agree with a, a point that you made of, we don't think we'll get the true. This I'm so tongue tied. The Shield <laughs> triple threat. Not for a while. I think it'll be a while. Yeah. And with that said, I think that uh, Dean Ambrose, I believe, will be um, the second pick for Raw because of the fact that um, he's he's way over. If he's, I believe that Seth Rollins could also hurt him. So you keep Seth Rollins away from the both of them. Well, and I think Dean and Roman, I think that's a title match that needs to happen at some point, too, to play off of where they were last fall. So that's a good pick. Yeah. I'm still leaving Cena on the table for you, just so you know. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take him with pick three. So I'm leaving him for you for pick till pick three, and then I'm going to take him. So you have okay. Roman and Dean. I think that's that's a great setup there. I think Rollins also needs some help on the SmackDown side of things. I think he needs a veteran presence, and there's one returning to the company any week now. I'm going to take the Viper, Randy Orton, with my number two ah, pick. Good 
Good point. Randy Orton is a babyface or a heel? Does it not matter? I, I think that Rollins needs to be the top heel on the SmackDown yep. side of things. So I, And I think people will be very excited to see Randy Orton, especially if he can work with some talent that are very popular um, heels. Like I think him and Kevin Owens didn't get enough of a fair shake with what they did last year. But then again, Randy could also be a great heel towards some of these up-and-coming NXT babyfaces. Um, but either way, I think Orton is just a very valuable commodity to have on the SmackDown brand. And it's a brand that he has been associated with pretty strongly in the past. I think his most memorable SmackDown feud had to be what he did with The Undertaker many years ago. 2005 yeah. we're talking about here. So oh, yeah. I'm going to take Randy Orton with the second pick. Now, you're going to take who for the third pick? All right. So I got, uh, quote, unquote, a top baby face. And then I got a good baby face. So I definitely need to solidify a top hill. And the top hill that I'm going to draft with the third pick is definitely going to be the top hill right now, which is Kevin Owens, easily. So you just don't want John Cena, huh? I, I... I, I don't want John Cena and Roman Reigns on the same show. Not personal, but I think it squashes the person who has who they want to have the belt. For yeah, the okay. Well, so. I'll make this easy for you. I'll take Cena with the third pick. <laughs> I, I get your point. And honestly, if I was doing it too, I think I probably would separate them. Because when you, when you do get to that Cena-Roman match at some point, it's going to be really, really big time. A lot of these matches, when you keep these guys away from each other for a long time and then they meet, it's going to be real big time. So, okay, so I've got Rollins, Orton, and Cena. You've got Roman, Dean, and KO. Your fourth pick is? My fourth pick, and I'm also going to solidify another top hill right now and also and also bring some more um, some more plaque to my, uh, to my brand. I know who you're picking. And my fourth pick is going to be Charlotte. Ooh, that's not. I thought you were gonna pick the Wyatt family. Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna pick Charlotte. No, women's wrestler heel. Let me ask you this, just to kind of yeah. play off that. Do you think they're gonna split the Divas division into two and have the champion float between the two shows? I mean, that's the, you're, you have to ask the same thing about Roman Reigns. Then, yeah. I think that I there's. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I think. Um, you don't want to see what two two title belts or? Yeah, two title belts. I do. I, I'm sorry. I do want to see what you're saying. Where uh, the champion can float to both shows, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I I haven't thought about it. I mean, I thought about it, but I haven't been, been able to make much. Well, sense. you know I, what? I let's just see two two belts. That's let's it. just let's just draft based on value here. I like where you're going with it. Let's just draft based on value. And I'll tell you what, I will take a diva. Gosh, I got to stop using that word in the podcast. I will take a fe- <laughs> I will take a female to counter your pick of Charlotte. I'm going to draft the boss, Sasha Banks. Absolutely saw that coming. Yeah. And I don't think I really need to explain that pick. It's pretty yeah. yeah. And she's back this weekend. Good good on her for healing up. Hopefully she stays healthy. Absolutely. So um, uh, you know, it's good to have the first pick because I can manipulate the draft right now a little bit. So I have <laughs> two faces and I have two heels. Anything you can do, I can do better. And I and I and with my pick, I know who your next pick is going to be. But now I need I need somebody that can carry the show just because of their gimmick. And again, I'm gonna bring some more plaque to my to my brand. And absolutely going to bring the most overstable 
of the last couple of years, which is the new day. Okay. Um, again, it's not much to explain why, but to do Dave rocks, you know? Sure. I get three workers that can just put a clinic on in the ring and it can carry the crowd at any moment. Well, face, face or heel, even though they're baby faces now, but face or heel. Then I will take the Wyatt family. and You will? I will. Who did you think I was going to take? My next pick. <laughs> well, I like, hold on. I what? like the Wyatt family now. Well, hold on. I'm taking a stable. Who did you think I was going to take? Go ahead and make your pick. My next pick is also going to be another hot stable that is up and coming that only got one word to describe your last pick. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You can take them. I'd rather have the Wyatts any day. Yeah, and, and the only thing is is because I do have, I feel like, you know, if, you, if you're splitting the if you're splitting the brand, you know, you have to kind of like look at look at it like chess. Where you know you have that pawn on that side, mm-hmm. and that pawn on this side. Oh, for and, sure, and for sure. And, and if if I could have had the wires, and if if the wires and the new day could be on the same brand, I think that's awesome. Well, the thing about about who you've drafted, you've got a lot of people that the Wyatts have already kind of dealt with between good Dean point. and Roman. Um, so I think it's it's good to bring them over to the other side of things. Um, so I'm I'm taking the Wyatts. You took yeah, Enzo and, and Cass. Yeah, it's own cast. Alright. Um I need another tag team, I guess, since you just took another tag team, but I don't want the VODs. I don't want the Usos. I don't want the Ascension. How about the Dudley boys? I don't want the Dudleys. I'm gonna make okay, so we were allowed two NXT picks. About the shiny stars, you know you want them. Oh gosh, you know what? I'm gonna pick another tag team later. I'm gonna make one of my my two NXT call ups right now. Okay. I'm going to take with my number. What am I on? Number six. Yeah, my sixth pick in oh, our mock boy. draft. I'm going to take the king of strong style, Mr. Shinsuke oh. Nakamura. Are we ready for that? You know what? When you they have a very deep roster in terms of um, talent, but not in terms of star power. And I think yep. when, when you make some calls up here from the NXT side of things, you need to pick guys who are going to be able to get over very quickly. And I yeah. think Shinsuke Nakamura is one of three people on that brand, NXT, <laughs> that can currently get themselves over in a very quick fashion. And also, too, the big point of... I hope of this brand split is to also solidify SmackDown to be a watchable show. Now that it's live, absolutely is one plus. Yeah. And then commentary, two pluses. Now, now, why do I want to watch it? Because I know that I at least I get the impression that SmackDown is just faces always win. Yeah, well, right now, well, again, once it's a unique show, it's there's going to be more balance, which is, I, I agree, we need to get more there. By the way, if they can put Corey Graves with Mauro Ronaldo on SmackDown, oh game oh over, God. man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I picked Nakamura with the number six pick. Uh, you're number seven. And we can even do a supplementary draft here in a little bit if we want to keep going. But I'm writing all this down on my phone, by the way, so we don't forget who we picked. <laughs> Yeah, so number seven. I assume I you're calling someone up from NXT to counter me now. Um, and if not, I'm going to kill you with my next pick. I, I mean, look, obviously, 
I can go with the no-brainer pick, but I don't. I don't because there's three picks right now that I feel like they do not need to be near each other. And they're gonna to have to figure out how they're gonna how they're gonna split that. But no, I, I, I know what you mean. I don't want to hint at it too much. I know what you mean. Um, with my next with my next pick, I am gonna call somebody up, and I'm not sure which 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 show I'd rather have them on, but I want them on mm-hmm. like now. Sure. And with my next with my call up, I'm calling the American Alpha. That's a great. I, that's great. I want to see some. Tag team technical wrestling on the main roster that <laughs> makes you dialed into, you know, the whole tag team division. Well, and the and thing is, the t- they're great baby faces. Can you imagine Babyface Enzo and Cass versus Heel American Alpha? Couldn't. How great this would, would that be? Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> and Heel American Alpha versus New Day, who you also have on your show? Exactly. I don't even exactly. know if I'm going to take tags. I might just give Raw the tag team division at this point. Um, and, and, and I hope that's a focus, though, because the tournament was not a was not a success to me. And I think it might have been because of the injury, but it just wasn't a success. I feel like that well, the Vaughn Villains should have won the titles. That would have really helped. But no. And so now it's back again. It's, it's just you're feeding everybody to the new day. You're never going to have a gimmick over them. So you have to take the championships off of them. You do. And the other thing to. is they didn't even put the Vaughn Villains on Raw last week. Did they put them on SmackDown? Because I have yet to watch SmackDown this week. I haven't watched SmackDown this week. I have it on the DVR. It may or may not get watched. <laughs> if I don't watch SmackDown by the time the new Raw comes on, I delete it. So we'll see if it happens. Yeah. All right. So yeah, my that's, that's definitely my call. That that's a great – that's a great pick. Okay, well then on the SmackDown side of things, um, with the number seven pick, I'm going to take the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. There we go. I was waiting for it. I, I, I like that better. I think him and Seth Rollins need to be near each other. Yep. For a lot of reasons. I think that's that could be freaking match of the year in WWE exactly. right there, man. Like that money all over it. And and for, the, for a world title, should they choose to do a second world title – which, like, mm-hmm. I kind of think they should just to have some balance on the shows as much as I don't like diluting the world title. I think you mm-hmm. kind of have to. But, okay, so I pick AJ Styles. Hey, Ronnie Reigns, I'm not going to say buried him because he's still over, but I don't want them near each other no more now because of, you know, the conclusion yeah. to that view. You know, I, I wasn't – I was left with, like, a sour tart taste in my mouth like like, ugh, you know? Well, and I also, I also have Cena on my roster, like Cena, AJ – Orton, AJ, Rollins, AJ, Bray Wyatt, AJ, Nakamura, AJ. Those are all great matches I'd love to see. Yep. Okay, the number number eight pick for the Raw brand from 2 Chains is... And I'm going to keep another young talent who's already up, who I feel like um, just, you know, needs needs more of a platform with the brand split. I hope this helps them to become... Um, a second tier guy, not not a main guy just yet, but in due time, we we'll definitely will see him as one of the top guys. Okay, and I'm going to draft uh, Baron Corbin. That's a great um, pick. With the eighth pick, I, I think that's that. one of those picks where, like, you know, it's not a, a sexy pick, but it's going to be a very yeah. valuable pick long term. I agree with you completely on that. I'm almost jealous you got him because I would have <laughs> liked him for the SmackDown brand. I'm a huge Baron guy, Corbin fan. Uh, He's, he's done great, great work with uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, matches have been very good, not sloppy, um, good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. like I said in a couple of shows ago, how Baron Corbin is being um, as being more so, more so told as a cocky, not 
polished at all. And I think like this is this is the chance where you're able to see him actually develop now that he has more room to be a guy, you know. And you know, you take some guys off of the show. Now you give a chance for guys like him to step up. Yeah, no, I I so. I think he is a prime candidate for a mid level title and like eventually you got to think Roman's, you know, while he might lose the belt here and there, he's going to be a long-term champion, much like John Cena before him. He's a great yeah. candidate to go up against Roman after he gets a little bit of that green off of him. So, great pick. Yep. Yep. Um, my, my next pick kind of writes itself. I think you need to separate my next pick from Kevin Owens for a lot of reasons, and you can revisit uh, their few down the road, but I'm going to take uh, Sami Zayn with the number eight pick. I'm glad because I, you already know what I want again. <laughs> Give us the part two of the story. Yeah, uh, they're gonna. Sami Zayn Nakamura. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I think they can. What they'll do here is Sami Zayn and KO will battle it out at Money in the Bank. We all want to see KO win it, and then you do Sami Zayn KO the blow off match at um, Battleground, which hopefully you guys will get to see live there in DC. Yeah. All right, your number nine pick. So. I know we're only going to say we're going to do 10. I think we should keep going to like, let's do a supplementary round two because this is actually really fun. And then we can ask the fans which roster they think is (laughs) better. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to um, be a little bit overzealous with this next pick. And I want to to make sure that you don't get this pick. (laughs) Okay. So my next and last NXT call up. You're going to pick Finn Balor. I'm going to call Finn Balor up to Raw. I think, number one, everything about his gimmick, uh, both the Demon and both um, just, you know, the Balor Club lip has Raw written all over it. Sure. I, I think I think Raw has this seriousness and this attitude, and, you know, he has that second hour feel to his character. So I, that's a person that absolutely cannot see going to SmackDown, so I'm going to have to draft him next one or two. And to your point, when you get to hour three and you're you're deciding whether you're going to peace out on hour three of Raw or you're going to stick yeah. it out, Finn Balor is a guy I would stick around for hour three, four every time. Absolutely. So, um, okay, that's a great pick. All right. Um, I'm going to hold off on another NXT call-up for a little bit since you have spent both of yours already. With my number nine pick, I'm going to choose the Dapper... Tearaway suit wearing Cesaro. All right, I was wondering when it was coming. I, I think that um, I've got a lot of good work rate going on on my show, and I think Cesaro, um, while he's still on the same brand as John Cena, the way I have things, there's a lot more wiggle room for him to kind of brush up with the top uh, portion of the card, which mm-hmm. I think he's absolutely ready for. I think the kind of that missing piece we all knew he was missing. That kind of charisma piece has now arrived with his his new attitude. He's more vocal in the ring, and then the suit entrance is just over the top. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really, really like kind of version. I guess we're kind of on version three or four here now, Cesaro. I really like where he's <laughs> at, and I I hope that he is one of the biggest beneficiaries of this draft. So Cesaro is my number nine pick now. We're going to the – this will be our 10th picks, and then we'll do a supplementary round. Um, maybe we can go a little more rapid fire with that round. But um, your number 10 okay. pick. And my number 10 pick um, for Raw is going to be to put the icing on the cake for the tag team division. I'm going to draft the club. Well, and they need to be with Balor. So, yeah, that makes sense. Not, 
and not and not just that because I like the interest in I, I like the, I have interest in them versus um, Enzo and Cass versus American Alpha um, versus the New Day. This this there's a lot that you know going forward with the club that um, that could benefit them because because now with the separation with AJ Styles, um, now they now they have to make a run at the tag team division. Now that they're just not coming out assisting. You know, they, they, they need to make a name for themselves. And I think with um, the tag team uh, division being the focus, I think this is a chance for them. Sure. And, and then, of course, then, yes, you do have Finn Balor at some point that, you know, we can play with that storyline a little bit. Yeah. All right, so. well, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a mid-card title holder for my 10th pick. I'm going to take The Miz and Maurice. I was wondering. I was just wondering if you going to get some championships with yours. Yeah, well, I, I like I said, I think there is going to be a second world title, and everything that I've heard rumor-wise from the Mills suggests that too. But you get the Miz over there as the Intercon- – I think the Intercontinental title brings a lot of prestige given its lineage. Um, I think that it's really been built up. Re- and re- you know, that fatal four-way we just had at uh, Extreme Rules over the Intercontinental title was great. And I, I look yep. for more of that, especially I think Nakamura is a future intercontinental champion in the making. He held mm-hmm. the uh, the counterpart, the IWGP version of that in New mm-hmm. Japan very recently, actually, before he left. So I'm going to take The Miz and Maurice with him. So just to recap, yeah. the Raw brand, as you have drafted it, you've got a lot of tag teams. You've got the Divas champion and you've got the world champion right now. You have Roman Dean, KO, Charlotte. New Day, Enzo and Cass, American Alpha, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, and The Club, which you got to think would turn into The Balor Club. Um, on the SmackDown side of things, we have Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, John Cena, Sasha Banks, The Wyatt Family, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and The Miz. Let's go a little bit rapid fire here now. Let's do, let's do 10 more to kind of flesh things out. Um, well, I guess based on where we've drafted now, we'll assume that each show will get a mid-card title. The Divas and the World Champion at this point will float just because, like, we can't really predict how that's actually going to go. So, we, okay. we'll, so, but, um, and then the tag division, it kind of is hosted on Raw right now, but it could very easily also float. But, um, go ahead and make your, we'll do a supplementary round of 10 more rapid fire here. All right. Uh, Becky Lynch. Okay. I knew you were going to pick her. That's your girl. <laughs> I will take another diva with my pick. Um, I'm going to take Emma. Oh, okay. That that was going to be my next pick. I'm going <laughs> to take Eva Marie now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm going to take another, another woman wrestler also. I'm going to take Paige. Man, okay, okay, and I'm going to do something to your top guy by by taking this next pick. I'm gonna take Nikki Bella. Ooh, all right. Um, I got enough divas. God, I gotta stop saying that. They trained me to say it. Now they gotta untrain me. Um, I'm gonna make my second NXT call up. Um, I hate to do this to you. My second NXT call up. Can we can we maybe each call up three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then my second NXT call up is going to be Oscar. All right. I, I I like that. Yeah. Like so now that. I've got my women's division on the SmackDown side of things is Sasha, Emma Page, and Oscar. 
So and you have Charlotte, Eva Marie, Nikki, and Becky, which like that's a very kind of raw feeling, um, you know, women's group you have there. So that makes a lot of sense, especially Nikki I'm Bella, which, how mainstream she is compared to the rest of the women in WWE yep. currently. I'm going to take to uh, for some storytelling. I'm going to take the Usos with the next pick. Okay. I would like for them to make Roman a stable if he ever does go full heel. I don't think it'll happen, but... Um, all right. I'm going to take... How do I want to go here now? I'm going to go ahead and take my third NXT call-up now before you take him. I'm going to take Samoa Joe. God, man. Because I think NXT... If you If you look at what NXT was when they first began it it was a lot of talent you had to learn to love because like we you know if you were an roh fan for a long time which i wasn't i've been an roh fan for about three years now you knew who generico was i didn't know who generico was so i got to know Sami Zayn. i got to know neville aka Pac. i got to know Paige briefly while she was on there and charlotte and sasha so i think nxt might be headed more for less of these established indie talents and more towards being developmental again in a lot of ways. So I think I think Samoa Joe has a lot of value on the main roster. And given, you know, his many years in the business at this point, it's time. Yeah. So um, I also want to note, by the way, neither of us has picked Brock Lesnar or The Undertaker. And I think that would be foolish to do so. I think they're attractions and I don't see the need to draft them. Okay. I mean, we haven't at this point because I don't think they really factor into something like a draft. Because they're not going to be there long term. So why waste a pick on them? There's also a pick that you haven't made that I'm wondering if you're going to make it too, but I'll hold off on that. Um, my So I still have one NST call up. You do. Um, you're going to make that right now? Mm, well, I guess I will. Just, just, it's not like you can take this next person anyway because you don't have a next, a, another call up. Right? I don't. I don't. So just take it down. Go for it. And attack it. The only next person that's absolutely ready to come up is, is Bailey. Oh, why didn't I do you that? John, you got John Cena, and I'll just take Bailey. But you know what? Bailey makes a lot of sense for the Raw brand when you think about it. Yeah. She really, because yeah. I think, or, yeah. Yeah, I think she'll be good on any show. She's going to be good anyway. Well, that, yeah, and that, that's not me showing her any disrespect. That's me saying I think she's a mainstream star, and that's just. Yeah. Raw is just such an established brand at this point, where SmackDown, I think, is going to be... It might be the B-show, but you do have to put a lot of good talent on it, and maybe it can be the one or the 2A show or the 1A show or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. All right. I'm looking at the roster here. Just wondering, like, you just brought up Samoa Joe. You know, who do you want to see Samoa Joe feud with? Who do you... What do you what, what, what are you going to have his purpose as? So this was going to be my one-two pick. I'm trying to persuade you to do it. I'm trying to figure out who you're hinting at here. I, mean, I have like the, the roster pulled up on my screen right now. How about this? Who's your champions right now? Well, Seth Rollins will be my world champion. Miz is currently my IC champion. And then mm-hmm. I have yes. the other people That's competing it. against your floating women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they're not on your show week to week. No, but we're going to – don't worry. My roster is going to get those titles. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and the thing is when you draft someone, you got to think once they drop the title, they default back to your show, right? Um, well, yeah. So I'm not sure who you're hinting at that I should pick, and I'm probably going to like 
beat myself up about it once you tell me who it is. I'm going to take Apollo Crews with my next pick, though. I was wondering when he was going to go. And because I think, I think the draft super helps him. No, for he's probably like the top three that it helps. You're absolutely right. And um, yeah. I think I really, really believe that he could be the first. Um, although I guess like with two world titles again, you might be able to lump Booker T into this. But like he needs to be one of the first African-American world champions on a mainstream thing like yesterday once they build him up yeah. properly he's he it's gonna be a great thing and he's got all the tools man he has all the tools so um i'm taking apollo cruz now we are just to look back at my list we are one two three four five picks each deep into the supplementary round so we each have five more to go all right did all i right. was he not the one you were hinting at no, no why don't you just go ahead and take who it is so i can be put out nah, of my misery not yet, not yet. If he's there, I will take him. Don't toy with me. I'm going to, with my next pick, I'm going to take Chris Jericho, who I right now consider as my wrestler of the year. You don't consider that pick. a wasted pick, though, considering he might be leaving in the next few months? Uh, we said that a few months ago. We we did, <laughs> but I think I mean? Fozzie's starting to think about recording again from what I hear. But I agree, that's a valuable pick, I, and he's, done, he's had a great year. You're absolutely right. He's just... He, he, he could have just had match of the year. He's been putting talent over. He is an internet sensation because it's Twitter. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to helping him uh, help put some of these younger guys polished up. And I love to see him uh, near Baron Corbin. Listen to his uh, episode he just did on his podcast with Ric Flair. He goes into the beginning of um, kind of his his view on getting the tag spot in that match with, um, with uh, Dean Ambrose. He talks all about it. From his point of view and kind of behind the scenes, it was a good listen. Okay, so you took Jericho. <sighs> like, my brain tells me to take Del Rio next, but I'm just not interested. <laughs> my my brain also tells me Dolph Ziggler would be a good pick, but again, not interested. Um, Let's go with... Well, there's another person that I think uh, will be good to your brain. I'm going Another to person. take Neville. All right. Okay. Who should be coming back also relatively soon. Yeah. Okay. So what, this, we have three more left. This is our seventh pick. Let me, yeah, I just, let me double check again. Uh, one, two, wait, who was, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we have four more. Because I think okay. my last pick of the first round was the Miz, and after that I took one, two, three, four, five, six more people. So yeah, four more. All right, all right. Uh, it's another person I'm not going to take because I'm just waiting for you to do something about it. Um. Hmm. I, I am going to take Dolph Ziggler here. Okay. Uh, um. As as that other person that could really benefit from trying to be a top guy. Look at him as a counterpart to Cesaro. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. My my phone just auto-corrected his name to Adolf, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, okay. Um, <sighs> Warning, taking this next pick if you don't take it. <laughs> this is a person on the active roster you keep hinting at? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm look like there's no one that I'm looking at that's like 
blowing me away right now because I have a list pulled up of the active roster. Is Ryback on their active roster, by the way? Who? Just wondering. Ryback, he's still on their active roster. Right? Technically, he's on the inactive roster because they sent him home, but you've got to think he's going to be gone. I'm. Uh, well, let me just say, I'm not. You can have Ryback if you want him. I'll just say. No, that. no, I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to take, I kind of want to take Kalisto, but I think he fits better on Raw. I think kids love him. That's why he fits better on SmackDown. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and take Rusev and Lana with my next pick. And I know that he holds, finally, he holds, he holds the U.S. title currently. And I would like to. I will uh, work with you as the general manager of Raw to have him drop that to somebody on the Raw brand. I think. Um, Hello. I would. Uh, Samoa Joe. I I would love to. Well, no, I have Samoa Joe. He's on my brand already that, too. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm if saying. if the story was right, I would like to see Samoa Joe work Cena right away. That would be the. Oh yeah. His first feud back. Um, I like to see. Uh, I like to see Cena in the Miz too. I mean, the, um, Cena has never held the IC. Title. You know what? That's that a great point. That's a great point. Um, all right, you have three left. All right. So finally, Rusev and Lana is off the board. Um, you, you did draft page, yeah. I sure did. Um, with my next pick, I, I think I get them as a tandem. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I'm going to take Naomi and Tamina. So you're going to take Team Bad. I will give that to you as a tandem. I think that's a, a wise pick. I'm um, gonna. She's also going to be coming off injury soon, and I think she's think she's ready to go for sure now. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and take a female wrestler here as well. I'm going to take somebody who I think has a lot of upside for long term booking purposes, and I'm going to take um, Dana Brooke. All right. So we have two picks remaining. Okay. So By the way, I know we we like said at the beginning we we're gonna keep this short and it's totally long now, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, ADR. Good pick. ADR. Good pick. Um, I'm gonna kind of counter that. I think it would do well to separate these two gentlemen who are just in a stable together. I'm mm-hmm. going to take Seamus. Yep. Um, and you're down to your last pick now. So, I know who I want to take with my last pick. But I think this is a person that would be much, who would benefit much more on your show. Titus. Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I kind of yep. figured going there. No, that's that's a good pick. Titus is great. I he looked like he's challenging for the uh, United States Championship here soon, which is interesting because I kind of had John Cena pegged for that. But we'll see what happens there. Um, with my final pick, I will choose going through my list here. This is tough. I think I'm going to choose. I'm going to go ahead and take Kalisto because I talked about it earlier. All right. Yeah, he'll he'll do good on your show. Yeah. So, fans, we're gonna we'll put a poll up when I post this episode on um, on our server tonight. Whose roster do you like better? Not whose do you think is actually going to actually happen? Because I don't think either of these are going to happen the way they are now. But um, plus, I don't think they're going to pillage NXT maybe that directly that soon because that that leaves a pretty that leaves pretty much Austin Aries and 
like God. Elias Sampson. <laughs> I think Bobby Roode's going to fill a pretty big hole when he gets brought in and Eric Young if they choose like they haven't put him on TV again since then since the you know he had the match with Joe after he won the title so who knows what's going on there but I think Bobby Roode will kind of help anchor that show when he is brought in officially but okay so whose roster do you like better two chains the raw general manager has built his show around Roman Reigns Dean Ambrose Kevin Owens by the way, I think when it actually happens, Kevin Owens is going to be a fixture on the SmackDown brand. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> Charlotte, The New Day, Enzo and Cass, American Alpha, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, and The Club, Becky Lynch, Eva Marie, Nikki Bella, The Usos, Bailey. God, I hate you for picking Bailey, by the way. Jericho, Dolph, Team Bad, ADR, and Titus O'Neil. I have rounded out the SmackDown brand with Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, John Cena, the boss Sasha Banks, the Wyatt family, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, The Miz, Emma, Paige, Asuka, Joe, Apollo Crews, Neville, Rusev, Dana Brooke, Sheamus, and Kalisto. Um, whose roster do you think is better? Um, Tell us why. Maybe we'll talk more about this. Maybe we'll have to do kind of a round two mock draft, maybe with two of the other people from the crew, just to get a different perspective. Um, I like our shows, though, man. I would watch these shows. By the way, you don't you don't get Kalisto. You get the Lucha Dragons, which is a better, sexier pick, but that's what you get. I don't want Sin Cara. I, I would draft the Lucha Dragons and immediately fire Sin Cara. <laughs> really? I don't okay, know. So healthy. That's all that matters. I guess healthy. I just don't really get... Like, it's a cool tag team in theory, but you know they're not going to be able to ascend above the other established tag teams that you have drafted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just, the Sin Cara gimmick has fallen flat for me. We all know it's a different guy under the hood now, but to be fair, I just rewatched part of WrestleMania 32 the other day, and that spot where he kind of went through the ladder on top of Cody, that was pretty sweet. Not going to lie. That was pretty sweet. Um, I guess just real quick before we go, because I know you said you want to talk about this. Who um, on the list of Cody Rhodes, he put out a picture of a list on Twitter that uh, when his 90-day no-compete expires in August, he has like a wish list of who he wants to work on the indies, whether he ends up going over Mm -hmm. to New Japan or Ring of Honor or PWG or a combination of those. Um, Who were you most excited to see Cody work out of his list? So I want to say before that, I just want to say that I'm excited to see something like this. Um, Hopefully he's able to uh, start a trend where um, other indie shows can start seeing names that have already been established over to their brand, which will bring fans over to it. And book dream matches like the ones he listed. Absolutely. Fantasy dream matches, bookings, all this stuff comes, comes to life now. So that's exciting. Just like, you know, if somebody like Ryback is to follow. Um, just, there'll be excitement there. Um, Alice Rowley, which I, I, I said before, uh, these are just some people that you know that, you know, didn't end up, didn't have a good run or, you know, got quickly buried on the WWE brand, but absolutely could work in the ring and get to see them on other brands and it actually happens. And, 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 you know, the other, the other thing is too, is, you know, everybody's dream is to go to the WWE, the, the NFL of wrestling, but now to see people actually, you know, big names to leave to go to other brands and and absolutely could be successful is good, you know, because after a while, we're going to, this is going to be our next conversation. Who is the next person that you would like to see leave WWE? So, 
Uh, I'm definitely excited about that. And Cody Rose, um, this this first name he named on the list, and I said, let's book it, Adam Cole. That's abs- my. I completely agree with you. That was who I was going to say too. Savage, savagely could be good. Like I couldn't even imagine, it. and it's exciting. So yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I think Adam Cole is the obvious choice there. I think they they would complement each other very well. Uh, a couple other people he listed that. Well, just I'll rattle off the list that he put out there: Adam Cole, Dalton Castle. Go, good lord, that could also be fun. <laughs> Uh, Michael Bennett, which would mean he'd have to go to TNA because Michael Bennett is a TNA. Well, I guess TNA let some of their guys work indies too, I think. Um, Moose. Gosh, him and Moose, that would be interesting. Chris Hero. Angle. Pat Buck, who is currently running the Creator Pro um, promotion up in the uh, the Northeast in the Jersey, New York area. Yep. The, the Bucks. Um, and Shib- uh, Shibata. And then uh, Roderick Strong. I would also like to see him work Roderick Strong. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I don't think about it. Him and Dalton Castle in the same same ring. Jesus. <sighs> what, are the, what is the crowd going to do? Um, lose their minds. <laughs> I'd also like to see him versus Ricochet and him versus Will Ospreay, just to throw that out there, too. Um, well, I think we did it, man. Um, thank you to everyone for listening to our mock draft of the Raw and SmackDown brand split. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And again, we'll put a poll out, vote on whose roster you you think won the draft, as it were, although I think they're both great. Um, thank you for listening to our opinions about the uh, the controversy, or maybe lack thereof at this point, surrounding the Ricochet and Will Ospreay match, as well as the Cody Rhodes uh, dream match list that he put out. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Um, we probably need to put together some sort of an NXT TakeOver preview their their subtitling this one they well, was called revenge and now it's called the end so that i think that indicates that uh one of these two gentlemen that uh loses the cage match or maybe even wins the cage match will be making their debut on the main roster sooner than later so um any if any parting shots to change before we get out of here oh it's a great time to be a wrestling fan it really is it really is um Hopefully Ring of Honor puts the new episode on their site soon. I've been trying to watch Ring of Honor for the last two days, and it's the same old replay episode. So come on, ROHWrestling.com. Get with it. Um, all right. <laughs> this has been the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. I have yet to update the intro, but just so you know, we are on the Google Play Store, uh, Google Play's podcast network for free. Rate, review, and subscribe there, all you Android listeners. And um, we'll get with you guys next time. Thanks for listening. 